Hello. Hello. Hey. Good morning or good afternoon for you. <laughs> good afternoon. Yeah. Thanks for bearing it, with me. Oh <laughs> uh, no, probably yeah, it's six AM here. Oh wow. But I was so excited. I was like, oh my god, I love your your you guys' band. It's one of my favorite bands right now. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. it's almost two two PM out here. Yeah, I'm gonna do the introduction and then okay. we're gonna get started. Okay, sure. Welcome to the Cast of Chaos, featuring none other than the Sephiroth of South Central, the Black Chris Jericho, Rob Zombie's illegitimate stepchild, the deity of Decibel, Will Smith and Ozzy Osbourne's love child, the Fresh Prince of Darkness, Kelvin Chaos, and I have on the show with me today, please state your name. My name is Chantal Brown, a.k.a. Oya from Vadoom. Awesome. So, yes, I have so many questions. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Chantal Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Vadoon, that is, um, obviously, that comes from the religion, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. And what gave you the idea to do a heavy metal voodoo band (laughs) (laughs) well the uh, a number kind of makes sense right actually (laughs) it didn't it wasn't just conceived like that it i'd been working with i'd i've been in heavy or rock bands for most part of my life and um our vadoon band there was a previous incarnation of it called invasion um so we were a three-piece heavy rock band minimal power sort of trio and then we disbanded and the drummer and I wanted to do some more music together so uh but with a lot more freedom and you know we were looking at band names and old folk folklore religions and things and stuff like that and then we stumbled upon Vadoon and um the way the band's writing was going the, the sort of topics of choice um seemed fitting um and what I thought would be a good idea is to kind of get back in touch with, you know, the roots or our roots or my roots of um, sort of West African folklore, spiritual religion, and um, kind of shine a light on it, really, saying it's not bad. It's been demonized by the West and, and all of that, that, that good stuff. And that's what we've kind of, what I've kind of written about um, with Vadoon, sort of uh, the, the spreading of Vadoon into different religions across the globe via slavery. We talk about slavery, we talk about colonialism, oppression, and, and all of that good stuff. So it's, it seemed pretty fitting. So <laughs> the music uh, came first, our uh, heavy sort of music came first, and then the, the ideas behind what we write about um, kind of came second. And then more influences came in as a sort of third element with more sort of African rhythms and, you know, yeah. Yeah, I, I've heard. Yeah, I heard. I can't remember. I think um, Punk Black might have posted one of your songs. Oh, okay. Like, well, I want to say like a year ago, and I and I immediately was like, "What is this? I hate <laughs> all of this, right?" Because I'm a guitarist also. Oh, okay. And I I studied music in college, and for a long time, you know, I I also grew up listening to you know, like R and B, funk, soul. Yeah. Um, but I picked up the guitar because of James Hetfield from Metallica. Okay, okay. Um, but my favorite guitarist is Richie Blackmore from Deep Purple. Okay. 
All right. So I'm into all the like the neoclassical stuff, like Ingbe, all of that stuff mm-hmm. is where I live. Mm-hmm. So um, I had never seen. I actually, when I describe the band, when I when I want someone to listen to your band, yeah. I say it's like if um, if Arch Enemy and Beyonce did a <laughs> did an album. <laughs> that's well, that's what I yeah. <laughs> and then people go what I gotta hear that <laughs> yeah that, that's the description That's it's always that kind of solely R&B voice mixed with some slightly obscure heavy band or, or maybe like the, the pinnacle of the heaviest kind of bands or whatever it's just it, it, it is a mashup it's not you know undeniably it is a mix of genres but it's not it's never been a conscious thing Well, yeah, it's like, I don't even really think, I honestly, you sound like Ronnie James Dio to me, but I just tell people Beyonce for relatable reasons, because most (laughs) people don't know who that is. I am R&B, there's no lie. I lived in R&B in the 90s, you know what I mean? Like my parents, Oh yeah, you know, (laughs) soul gospel R&B, that's that's exactly where I live, but I do like heavier stuff, I do like power vocals. Yeah, Yeah. so it's a three-piece, are you playing guitar? I do not play guitar. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, I was like, how are you guys getting so much sounds out of three people? I wish. So uh, Linz is our axe man and he's he's amazing. So uh, he's he's an electrician but by trade and he moved over here from New Zealand about about five five years ago. And uh, we were we were active then. We had another guitarist and then he stepped down and then Linz jumped up and I think he he he's just having a whale of a time adding pedals adding effects tinkering with things making the sound as big and as thick as possible seeing what he can do because he has a lot of space and a lot of freedom you know yeah it's uh, yeah it's like so you know there's so many things that you can do with space like yeah uh, yeah like i i'll i play with bands a lot or i'll sit in bands mm-hmm. and there's you know there's so many instruments on stage yeah it's hard find a space you know there's keyboard play actually you know for me it's fun because i don't have to do much yeah. I'm like all right well he's covering all that stuff, <laughs> yeah. so i'm just gonna chill yeah and when i hear that and but my my heart lives with the three piece as well like yeah. maybe four max and um because like you said the the space and the the creativity and he his sound is so oh so it's just the guitar and drums yeah guitar and drums so he splits his signal through a, a bass um oh, cab as well fuck that's genius <laughs> so, and he has an octave pedal and like a whole massive pedal board of of trinklets <laughs> that Trink- makes sense yeah he's an electrician that makes yeah i was like it just clicked to me when you said that he's an electrician i was like oh of course i should be an electrician too and stop <laughs> playing guitar <laughs> yeah it's uh, funny i think someone told him he should become a, an electrician so he could fix his gear when it breaks down and he thought yeah <laughs> that's a great yeah, yeah. Or he can have a job when he when he's not gigging yeah, yeah that makes sense <laughs> job like a job that always yeah. Work. Yeah. yeah wow okay so let's 
let's talk about some of your influences you said you were really into the the um r&b yeah um i was also really into r&b what were some of your favorite singers growing up oh, so, uh, favorite singers like i grew up in the sort of jagged edge era i know that's a bit crazy but the sort of destiny oh yeah but my my influences are my parents so my my mum was a, a a notable session singer out here and my my father he was he was signed to a couple of labels like back in the day and stuff and my mum she used to do sessions for like Joe Cocker and Sting and Elton John and stuff and oh that's awesome she's, she's a power vocalist and so she really is my sort of biggest influence in in that way and then um you listen to the likes of Patti LaBelle you know you listen oh yeah to the likes of um uh, Aretha Franklin, Frank, and, uh, of course, of course, she's like my number one. Anita Baker. And Anita Baker, we were just listening to Anita Baker and saying how she sounds like a clarinet sometimes. Her, her, oh man, her, <laughs> or like a saxophone or an oboe just, is yeah. really more accurate. Yeah, she's just just the tone, but and yeah. you know, and then um, who I see like no vibrato, just a sweet love. Yeah, you just, know, I, I can't even do it. Yeah. <laughs> And like my favorite artist, I think, is Stevie Wonder. We're just listening. So we've just gotten back from a show in Nottingham, which was really, really great. And we were just uh, playing Stevie Wonder in the car and just like losing our shit, saying, "Oh my That's... God, he's so you could just feel him," because you know <laughs> when he plays everything. And even our drummer, she was like, "You know, he's one of my favorite drummers." And you're like, "You would never think of Stevie Wonder as a drummer, would you?" But he plays everything. I didn't know he was the one playing. Well, I I know Prince plays on a lot of his tracks. Yeah. I know. Um... Rick James was a drummer. A lot of people don't know that, but he used to drum for Miles Davis wow. when he was like 10. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Rick James is like a motherfucker musician. Wow. wow. Yeah, it was, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Cocaine is a but, uh, drug, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's the, yeah, it's, I didn't know Stevie played drums. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, he, he, he plays everything. And apparently he did like, well, just used to pick it up and in five minutes he's like master at it you know <laughs> that makes sense yeah yeah well <laughs> he could really feel the music but it's... yeah and you can feel... <laughs> he's one of my favorite singers because you can feel that he enjoys it he plays around with his, the, the 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 tones and his resonance so much and the sounds that just fly out of his mouth it's fun you know it's, it's yeah thoroughly enjoyable yeah He's, he's one of my what about what about Luther Vandross? I always thought Luther <laughs> Vandross was like the greatest singer ever. He is he is so smooth and so good. His range yeah. is insane. His tone is insane. The the, the the yeah yeah he yeah 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 just yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're all amazing. They're all influences on on me, I guess, and you know you pick up as you go along and so that's the kind of sort of like soul aspect of stuff i wouldn't even say that i'm really influenced by clean metal singers at all like like dio and and uh Ozzie. no just not it's never been an influence it's been uh a joy to listen to but you know as an influence i guess it's yeah it's you know i i talk to two people about this pretty frequently <laughs> because <laughs> Like I said, I do a similar mashup, mm -hmm. but my mashup is still more on the funky side. It's just yeah. loud. Mm. Louder funk music is what <laughs> I call it. <laughs> but with like the doom aspect. Mm. But when I'm thinking of 
you know, who are the, you know, the greatest musicians of all time, mm. you know, I'm always thinking like, well, it's R&B, like, I get into it a lot with people out mm -hmm. here, because I'm not really a fan of the Beatles. Okay. And it's not that I hate the Beatles, and I don't appreciate mm -hmm. their contributions to, you know, the, the entire music pantheon. Yeah. But somebody asked me, they said, well, the Beatles are the greatest band ever. I said, have you ever heard one Temptation song? Like one of them? <laughs> or like yep. one Isley Brothers song? Like literally, yeah. you would never think yeah. that. And they're like, oh, well, you know, it's not the same kind of music. I was like, it is, but it's better. It's like the same <laughs> kind of music, but better. It's a different genre of music. And, you know, the Beatles, they, they wrote some really nice, simple songs. A lot of stuff, obviously, influenced by uh, black folk on the other on the that other. yeah that's what I mean so I'm like when yeah. I hear that I'm like I'd never want to hear them do it I always <laughs> want to hear a black band do it I'd rather hear a black band do it I don't want to hear a rip off of yeah. it that doesn't yeah. sound as good no, no, no. I like I like Beatles like you know like yesterday and where they live you know that's those sorts of songs yeah I like when they stay in their lane yeah. that sounds great but I would not consider them one of the best bands ever yeah. if we have Curtis Mayfield walking around yeah. I mean you know at the yeah. same time yeah. doing yeah when they're doing a kind of watered down version of a genre where you can find the real, real authentic thing that's a bit weird but I do think they're yeah. fantastic they write the songs that they write are completely memorable and you know yeah that's it I thought that exact same thing mm. but I was I was always saying you know as far as like comp comparison I said the Beatles wouldn't say that that you know they're mm -hmm. they were very hyper aware if you go watch mm -hmm. some of some of old uh Paul's old interviews and stuff like that they say yeah when we heard Hendrix we thought our career was done yeah <laughs> of course you did yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah. and he couldn't even sing I know right <laughs> you know <laughs> Yeah. So imagine if he would have employed a singer eventually, yeah. which he was probably going to do. Yeah. And then Parliament comes out, and yeah. I was like, Parliament's like the best band ever to me. They are. They are pretty amazing, pretty mind blowing. And uh, I, I got to see them a few years back at WOMAD Festival. Uh, wow, were they out in the UK? Yeah, yeah, for for a big old festival, World, uh, uh, what's it? World Music Festival, I think. Anyway. Uh, oh, it's sort of it's run by Peter Gabriel, I think. I think. That sounds fancy. I've never <laughs> amazing. I would like to go. <laughs> it's one of the best so, festivals I've been to. It's it's fantastic. It's music from all over the globe. Like you've got African music there. You've got music from South America. You've got music from, uh, you know, uh, where wherever else, India, China. You've got you've got it all. You've got it all. Wow, it's fantastic. And everything. And did you guys play at that one? Israel. No, we haven't. We'd love to, but um, no, as yet, not no. We'd fit perfectly, but um. Right. So what? Um, speaking of which, what has been your favorite gig so far? Like the one that, um, that you felt was really like this was the best thing I've done. Like this is why I'm doing this. Uh, I don't know if it was a, this is why I'm doing it moment, but it was a it was a, a massive shock factor. I think a couple of years ago we got to play Hellfest, which is a massive heavy rock and sort of metal music festival out in Clisson in France. And I think Aerosmith were headlining. Um, who else was there? I can't bloody remember. I really can't remember. But it was amazing. And we stepped on stage in this tent at just past 11 or just before 12 midday 
and mm-hmm. full of about 5,000 people all cheering for us and they appreciated every second of it and that was just that blew me away our tiny little no name band from from London do you know what I mean that was fantastic um, yeah writing a music that sounds like nothing I've ever heard before mm. yeah and I appreciated it and that was that was one of our, our highlights of our career so far I think and um a gig that's told me that this is why I do it I don't know really so oh when Afropunk first came over I know there's <laughs> a lot of a lot to be said with the brands nowadays but um um, when Afropunk first came over to the UK, which was about four years ago, maybe. And they had um, their festival at Alexandra Palace and Grace Jones was headlining. And um, we were on the smaller stage in the same room. And because I, you know, when I first found Afropunk years ago, I was like, oh, my God, these are my people, you know. And um, so when they came over with their festival and, and we finally got a chance to play, I felt great <laughs> I felt really good that I was able to spin my version of ridiculous music to people who appreciated it and talk about things that I wanted to talk about to people I think might be receptive to it because usually it's a a sea of you know middle-aged white guys in black t- yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know that's how it is everywhere like I've played like I said I'm a session guitarist I've played mm-hmm. like I, I got a degree in classical music wow and and yeah and I play and you know I grew up loving blues and R&B yeah. and funk and soul and stuff like that and I look out and into the audience and I, and I live in Los Angeles mm. and I'm from South Central you know like where yeah. Dr. Dre and them are from yeah that's uh, my my mom's from um, Inglewood oh Inglewood yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> I've got folks out yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. So you know the area, yeah. right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's where I'm from. And when I play, you know, some some gigs, I look out and I see a sea of white people. And I'm like, <laughs> man, what? Like, I thought it was 2020. It's 2020. It's funny. It's funny that. It really is funny that. But yeah, so Afropunk, when it, when it first came out to, um, when they had their first, first festival, major festival over here, I was like, oh, my God, this is it. This is me. <laughs> and then, you know, dubious things have been said about the brand and all sorts of things you know, in the later years. But that, that year when I first came out and I got to talk to weird and wonderful black people that look like me and walk like me and talk like me and listen to the same crazy things that I did, it was fantastic. Yeah, and you're like, oh, I'm not weird. Yeah, like, no, there's brother, a bunch of <laughs> Welcome, you know. <laughs> yeah yeah so um i don't like to be super negative on the show but give me like one bad gig that you have oh (laughs) well for us sometimes uh sometimes there is a drawback with only having sort of one um musical instrument as it were if you can't play it you can't play it so we've had we were in berlin um a couple of years ago and it was our we've been trying to get gigs in berlin for a while in germany and we finally got one a part of this festival and we're like great and everyone was there to see us the room was packed and our amp didn't work <laughs> oh no it just didn't it would come in and come out and come in and come out but they were gracious enough we managed to get through a small set and you know they came up to us at the merch table and they appreciated it and stuff but um that was sad because we were really excited and 
you know. Oh, and you haven't been back to Berlin since then? Um, no, we haven't, but we are going next weekend, next week, Friday, on the 6th, I think. Yeah, we're playing the same venue. (laughs) (laughs) With uh, a different amp this time. Yeah, Zank Zank Oftrim or uh, Turf in Berlin. Um, It's, uh, yeah, celebrating International Women's Day. Um, A small promoter got in contact with us and asked us if we'd come out. Um, Yeah, so she's holding a gig for for women. And we're playing with another band called Weddings. So we're looking forward to it. It should should be a good a good show if it works <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my next question is mm-hmm. so are you guys an entirely independent band um we have a small record label um but pretty much everything we do we do ourselves um so the gig last night that we did in nottingham we put our put, put on ourselves that was completely diy we don't have an agent at the moment we are looking um and yeah no so our label new heavy sounds they've been gracious enough to um to have us record the first album and then they licensed it to um one of our mates label who was starting off riff rock record who done an awesome job at getting the, the record out there and um they they paid for the second album ascend to record that and press that up and they've got their distribution with that through cargo and they've done a fantastic job and they've been really behind us they've been really supportive they kind of let us get on with doing whatever we want to do i mean they they because they pay for some but we we do everything ourselves we pay for everything else generally speaking um so uh yeah so and so that means like you're calling the booking agents and and book your tours and because i I like i think every time i've talked to you this week you're like hold on i've got a show <laughs> yeah let me call you back when i get back from the yeah, show and i'm like oh these guys are really but no yeah. i was digging it like it's, 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 it's really it's, inspirational yeah because it because i i do all the bookings and then i do all the accounting i do everything so <laughs> pretty much yeah, I was like, if you could give us a little bit of insight so um i i run several pages on the internet mm-hmm. this is this is one of them, but the, the the main focus of this page is to show artists pretty much how to DIY. Mm. Um, so I've had artists and uh, in, in whatever you're doing, like the last the last uh, interview I did was on a guy that that um, sells occult materials. So mm. he has like books, candles, um, things of that nature, and I'll ask mm-hmm. him like, how do you get incorporated? How do you guys? Um, because you know a lot of you know I want to say weird people. <laughs> but people like us, you know, like mm-hmm. alternative black people, they're always yeah. like, oh, I don't want to like, you know, wear my clothes outside or any other time because I have to have a job. And I'm yeah. thinking well, most of us, you know, the, the nine to five thing doesn't really work for most of us. Not because like I get up pretty early yeah, and run my own music school. Yeah. In addition uh-huh. to I'm also a, I'm a session musician yeah, and read and write. So I do a bunch of mm. music things and and i'm you know i'm telling people like it can be done and a lot of people say to me you have a lot of training and you have years of experience and i'm like well it's really just hard work yeah there's a lot of people who are out that just that comes with trial and error you didn't just you know experience means that you've done this for a while and you've learned (laughs) how to do it yeah learn what works what what doesn't work and some things i don't i don't do like i've never booked a tour for a band because i'm usually playing on the tour with a band yeah so if you could give us just a little bit of insight into 
what is your, you know, like day to day when you're not touring, what are you doing? You're probably calling venues, you're probably calling tours or seeing yeah. how to get on festival. Yeah, exactly. So the lead up to oh, Jesus, the, the stuff that I've done, we've been lucky enough because we've had some good press, but before we haven't, we didn't have good press. Um, but you have to stick at it to get decent press and you have to knock on doors. So even with our record label, New Heavy Sounds, they weren't going to take us on initially because we're weird. You know, we don't fit anything. Yeah. You know, we're weird. And I think one of the guys from the label initially sent us an email when we contacted him about, he was like, oh, basically, could you change this with music and do this and do that? And blah, blah, blah. And we were like, no, we'll just keep talking. <laughs> but then I came into some money and I said, hey, I'll, I'll finance it if you guys can just do the release. And I think because we put our money where our mouth was, he was like, no you know what we'll do it we'll take it on you know because um because it's all about people taking that financial risk isn't it or labels or agents or anything are they going to get returned for the amount of time or or effort that they put into to you so we put our money where our mouth was and they they decided that that was a good enough commitment and they took us on board but it was knocking down doors it was compiling email lists of 60 labels of whoever we could contact and networking and stuff and it does take time and with the bookings it's the same thing you ask your friends who are in bands or bands that you look up to you make friends with them who's their booking agent who did who promoted this show here or there or whatever and you just you make contact you are constantly trying to make contact pretty much and constantly trying to network and then you call and you book and then you send them through your music and you try and have a decent promo, so a de- decent website, um, a decent um, EP, uh, EPK, electronic press kit, all your stuff online. You know, just, just have your stuff looking and sounding as best as possible. Send it out to as many people as possible. And it's a numbers game. You know, it is a numbers game. If your stuff is half decent, people some people will get back, get back to you, you know, and then you still, Yeah, <laughs> or if it's, like, weird enough. <laughs> yeah, you know. But it's just knocking down doors. It's a lot of organization. It's a lot of spreadsheets. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. They, uh, yeah I, w- I wanted you to talk about the unfun parts. Like, um, that's what I get a lot. Like, I get a lot of students, and some of my students are adult students. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's especially because I live in Los Angeles, so mm-hmm. people move from like literally all over the world to be like oh man you know I'm gonna pursue my dream and yeah I'm the best singer and I was like no one cares (laughs) no one fucking cares about your singing they just want to know are you gonna be on time like do you you have to sound good is like the the basic like the minimum (laughs) you have to be able to play your instrument is the number one thing yeah yeah then you have to be on time you have to be very organized you yeah. have to have as, all your yeah as because i'm a session singer as well it is about organization it is about being on time it is about being pleasant to be around you know and yeah and memorable enough that people actually want to hang out with you do you know what i mean or work with you you know yeah they call you like oh that person was kind of funny yeah i try yeah. to be like i'm kind of a goofball yeah for the most part but i also um i go on all my r&b sessions dressed mm-hmm. in my gothy boots <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah so they're like uh, is this, the guy? this, is this the right guy <laughs> but then if you can play as well you know if you can if you if you 
if you do a good, good job, you know, you need to kind of try and smash things out of the box. So you need to build up the confidence to be able to do so. So you need to put yourself on as many sessions as possible, put yourself into as many weird and uncomfortable situations early on. So you get used to doing things and getting used to improvising and, and adapting and, you know, doing things by the seat of your pants, but being able to do them well, you know? Exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. So let's see, we're coming to the end. Um, <clears throat> this is, this is my favorite question, especially because I don't often get like, lately I've been getting a lot of singers mm -hmm. and I don't get to do as many bands as I would like to, cause it's, mm -hmm. it's hard to, it, yeah, it's mostly just hard to get, you know, people that are doing the band thing. They're usually on tour. All my friends that I want to interview are on tour. <laughs> <laughs> That's the <laughs> money to keep going. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And they're like wiped out when they're done. Or they yeah, party tell me about afterwards it. And they're not getting up early. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, if you could put together a super group, Ooh. right? <laughs> like in anyone, uh, live, <gasps> anyone live or dead could be in the group. <sighs> Go. Oh. I've always been a fan of Brian May's uh, guitar playing. I just have. I fucking, oh, man. I fucking He's... love Queen. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Their heavy stuff is really underrated. A lot of people only know them for the pretty stuff. Mm. But I listened to A Night at the Opera once because, oh. it, I mean, not once, several times. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's one of the best band, one of the best made albums of yes. all time yeah. that people don't talk about nearly yeah. as much as it should be talked about yes 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 and um who would i have on i'd have who do i really like i fucking love dave grohl i really do <laughs> i'd have yeah if, he so drinks if, he he drinks at the local bar like really? so a lot of us go oh. and hang out yeah like he's we great. try to catch him on friday nights he goes oh, to this bar great. called so the this Starlight is if i was bar. putting together like a weird band that would probably do all sorts of music right and then yeah, yeah, yeah. i'd have oh no i don't know who oh i don't fucking know this is too hard i think i might have two singers I'd have Patti LaBelle and I'd have James Brown. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> with Dave Grohl. No. <laughs> Wait, with Dave Grohl on guitar or drums I or know. both? I know. Tell me about it. But then who I'd get to write all the music, I'd get Maurice from Earth, Wind and Fire. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> That's what he Yeah, and you could just you just get anyone good on bass, anyone good on bass. Yeah, but anyone that might whoever. have a bit of a metal leaning, maybe <laughs> oh, a bit yeah. of a doomy leaning. Um, oh yeah, like um, what's anyone, his bass from? from but uh, that Black can't Sabbath. be Geezer Butler. <laughs> I'd like to see or hear what that sounded like. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to. All right, with unlimited funds, Calvin. Yes. No, no. Hello? 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 It's me. I've been trying. Hello from the other side. Hello. Hey. Hey. <laughs> awesome. All right. So we were... um 
before we got cut off, unfortunately, we were in, <laughs> we were discussing, we, we talked Super about your territory. Huh? Hello. 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 There we go. Oh, okay. <laughs> just about. Yeah. I said, so before we got cut off, we were chatting about um, the mashup band, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I've been thinking more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's just like what I think what I would like to hear I would I would like to hear James Brown and Patti LaBelle I would like to have Maurice White write everything I'd like to have a fantastic Tower of Power horn section in there and I need a funk guitarist as well oh know? man you got Jimmy Jam yeah I was like you can get Jimmy Jam um oh there's so many good ones Eddie Hazel uh Ernie Isley <laughs> Mm. Yeah, throw him in there. Yeah, right. I'd have Grell and I, yeah, and I would have I would have more sort of like a badass like metal um, bass player. There's this guy over in Italy that I know is this, this young guy, and he can fucking play everything. He's a metal guy. He plays the the, the, the hell out of some funk, you know. And he's he's sliding up and down like he's doing a guitar solo. He's amazing. So someone like that. I don't know who that might be. <laughs> no, no. We'll look, we'll, look, we'll look into that one. I'll, I'll yeah. message you later on that. Yeah. But All right. I'd like to say something. Okay, now if you had unlimited funds. So what I always ask, the other thing that I always ask is, you know, what is your, your ultimate goal with music? Um, or, you know, aside from just, you know, like doing mm. the shows, I think all of us have like a like a, a place that we really want to be at as far as like how you know we're comfortable expressing mm. ourselves when we're not you know struggling yeah but if we're at the height of our powers mm-hmm. you know like um i would turn all t- all chaos would be like a festival like um afropunk mm. is mm-hmm. what is actually why i started this because you know i'm kelvin chaos and then my mm-hmm. band is ordering chaos Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all chaos festival with the opener, you know, with the headliner, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, order of chaos. And then I'd hire all these bands, you know, yeah, to be on every different stage at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, you know, with all of my influences, hip hop, um, yeah. you know, metal, uh, blues, yeah. funk, soul, you know, Indian raga music, classical, whatever. Yeah. Amazing. Right. So what would it be? Huh? <laughs> What'd you say? I'd buy a ticket. Thank you. <laughs> so what would be your ultimate, you know, like, if you had unlived the band, you know, the label comes to you and says, we we have a blank check. What would yeah. you do with it? What would I do with it? I would, I think selfishly. <laughs> yeah, whatever. That we were able to just exist and not struggle. Do you know what I mean? Um, yes. I'm, I'm happy, you know, being a session musician as well it keeps me happy it means I get to dip my toe into other music and other people's music and other genres and and keep myself happy that way you know um but I'd love to get out of teaching you know I would it would free up my time to to write more of a doing stuff or write or just be a part of more you know uh, yeah stuff that might broaden the horizon for for the doing like yeah if we could just kind of sit and record and write more if we could tour more you know without sort of if we could dedicate more time to it that would be great yeah you know? but we all need yeah, to work 
full-time <laughs> job yeah <laughs> all i had to do was you had to compound the fortress you just wake everyone up at four o'clock in the morning all right i've been inspired <laughs> let's do it yeah it, yeah. yeah it'd be great like, if we could kind of just do that but you know solo read. but if we did have a blank check yeah i think we'd be like right we're gonna maybe try and churn out an album every year you know yeah 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 it was like it had to be so you know very I won't say difficult, but the, the the parts that he's playing are crazy. Yeah, he's a fantastic. Your vocals and yeah, like everything about your band. I was like, there's only three people in the band. How? Yeah. <laughs> we that never we, happens to me. Yeah, you know? we're vastly different people as well. And we, you know, we love our. Uh, we all have our different genres that we really truly love. So the the, the previous summer drummer, Zell, she was into sort of like thrash and punk, and. Um, the previous guitarist he was more and he was like into bands like magma and weird alternative sort of psych stuff as well but our current um guitarist Linz, he's into more of your kind of maybe classic metal and classic rock sort of stuff and um yeah and then you've got me, me but we love the, the bit the other bits in between so we like we all love have a love for fella we all have a love for queens of the stone age we all have a love for tool we all have a love for who else is weird and a bit in, in between us like at one point we fucking love the Spice Girls do you know what I mean I was like oh yeah <laughs> yeah just just stuff we love pop you know you do good stuff I, I feel like music's music I, I really don't see the genres you know mm-hmm. I see if a song makes me move then I'm like well that's yeah. it <laughs> yeah yeah you got me <laughs> yeah that's what we try and do we want to you know everything there's always going to be some sort of rapture in our song do you know what I mean there's going to yes. be some point where it's going to go a thousand miles an hour and you know but we want to try and put some rhythms in there something to enjoy something to maybe dance to or head back to or or to you know something emotive at least you know so yeah alright our final question mm-hmm. for you thank you so much for coming on the show I really appreciate you Thanks for having me I know you guys are so busy. So. Well, I'm home for the day. Uh, now. We're all right, so yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, the uh, the last question um, for up and coming artists, bands, mm-hmm. um, give us you know a few tidbits of some of your best advice. Um, do it for the love. <laughs> that's yeah. the only thing that's going to sustain you. Do it because it's fun and you enjoy it. And if if other people stay like, away from fun people, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I would also say that many many people don't tell you this, but being in a band is um, people management. It's about managing pers- personalities. I think that's the biggest problem that we've had, um, and in all bands, it's the same. You're dealing with people who love what they do and might not always have the same opinion or the same uh, way to go about things as you do and you know that's yeah so get up on your people management skills <laughs> you know yeah. when to fight knowing when to put the knives down knowing when to you know turn the other cheek and knowing when to contribute and that sort of stuff it's um I think many people don't talk about that it's it's a difficult thing to 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 sustain a band many brands break up people move on people do other things but you know if you can try and all collectively try and keep the joy there for yourselves and for each other then that's that's what keeps bands together i think just like a relationship it really is like 
And the people think that you're just supposed to like these people all the time no. because you like the same music no. and you're like sometimes I hate the way you're playing that triple yeah. it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> well sometimes <laughs> I hate you. Off, bro. <laughs> no, you it's 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 yeah, it's a relationship and a relationship with what two other people, three other people, four, five, you know, um try not to be a dick, try and be the best version of yourself. You know? Yeah. Or sometimes you do have to be a dick. Yeah. Yeah, but no, when to be a dick, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's like you can't do it all the time, no. and you can't not do it. It's no. it's balance. Yeah, it's like you have to be assertive, but you can't be too mean. Yeah, you don't want to burn any bridges, but no. but you have. To. Sometimes it happens. Yeah, but... you have to toe the line sometimes, and communication is is key. You know, because sharing music and making music with with people is such an intimate thing. It's a very intimate thing. You know, so these are your ideas. These are your loves. These are your babies. Yeah, your babies. It's, You're it's having a- your child. It's co-parenting to the max. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. So you know, um, treat treat each other, each other's feelings uh, preciously. You know. And you can only hope that people do the same, but communicate as best as you can with yeah. care. You know. Yeah, we definitely have to let people know when we're offended. I, I have. Yeah. Um, that's one of my issues. Is like I usually don't tell a person mm. that I don't like the way that they're doing a thing. Mm. I try. I try to you know because um, I don't meet a lot of people in the genres that I play that have the type of training as me. Yeah. So you you'll meet a lot of people who don't even speak the language of music mm-hmm. and you know, when you speak it to them they're like oh this is i don't know all that i'm like mm-hmm. actually it would make it much easier if you just understood when i say quiet here mm-hmm. loud here yeah but you know it's it's like you said you just have to know sometimes you're not dealing with the same type of people mm-hmm. and some mm-hmm. people are more sensitive than you yeah and yeah or were more highly strung or they might have had a bad day or and you know the, the the longer I'm doing this and the more we're becoming okay with talking about certain things mental health is a massive thing in the music industry it really you know uh, you know most most famous musicians are a little bit twisted <laughs> here and there oh man broken, you know? all the I even like all my favorite musicians are, are... <laughs> absolutely insane yeah, and no, I think that's what attracts me to them and I'm like oh I don't feel so bad because yeah. I feel like I'm a little insane you know and your you know your drummer friend probably is exactly the same way so we've all got a little you know nuances and things that we might need other people to negotiate around and have some compassion and understanding about you know um yeah just just communicate be as nice as possible understand that it is a relationship and there will be give and take you know um it's relationship management really is wow well thank you so much Chantal no worries you so much you have no idea play your music for the rest of the day yeah (laughs) get your streams up hopefully I'll get you an extra 10 cents or something yeah (laughs) (laughs) thank you no thank you very much for getting in contact and 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 asking me to do this it's uh it's fun to meet you know other kindred spirits whether they be this side of the water or the other side of the water but oh you know i love people especially my black people being in love with alternative stuff and and just being quite free in that area it's quite liberating getting able being able to sort of stand in your truth and and feeling comfortable 
right not feel like i have to hide what my you know i was like i am all the things yeah. you know like, i didn't choose this i just <laughs> like music me. you know like, yeah. yeah i was like if i would have if i w- made my life easier i would stick to one genre yeah it's just deep you know <laughs> but but i can't help it like i said i yeah. love whatever sounds make me feel good and i want to incorporate all of them in my music yeah. and until i heard like i said until like i'm listening to so many bands mm. trying to find like a sound that's not too crazy sometimes yeah. you know I'm like okay maybe if I just stick with this or maybe if I just stick with that <laughs> yeah. and then I'll hear you guys or I'll hear you know like any other bands that you know like some of the bands that are coming out of punk black mm-hmm. um like stars falling and um there's another they, they have a lot of really really awesome bands that do very similar things mm-hmm. where their influences are coming from all over mm-hmm. and I go oh man I gotta actually turn it up then. yeah yeah you know? <laughs> I gotta get weirder. Yeah, just do what you like doing. If you like it, put it in. See how it fits. See how it feels. See how you can crowbar and segue things in. You know, it just feel free. You know, and if it works, it works. If it makes you happy, it works. If it makes you happy, it works. Hopefully, You're someone right. else will like it. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, Chantal, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I would, I would love to have you again. Another, maybe in a couple of months, yeah, if you guys cool. are huge by then no that's wishful thinking you never know (laughs) i'll be here (laughs) right yeah all right thank you so much i will talk to you soon all right you too dear bye bye